Continue to wear, to learn um, for Am Yisrael to wake up from the self-induced coma. It's been in for a while. Hashem, we should wake up, wake up, mamash, wake up. And realize, just a week ago, we sat here, we couldn't even move because twelve hours prior, Jews were axed in the streets of Eretz Yisrael. It's only one week. Nothing's changed. It's only gotten worse on the outside, in the inside, the burning heart of the Nisham of Am Yisrael is only getting, we have to believe it's only getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And we want to be part of really being, it's so funny how even this term was, was hijacked, awaken. Mm-hmm. We want to be awaken, awoken. Mm-hmm. We want to be, we want to, he, he, I was thinking about it last Friday night, we were davening, um, 
Your light has come. It's waiting for you. Now just wake up. Now just wake up. But in the tikkun of what, of what waking up is all about. Shabbos does that for us. And that's why we've been so makpid to learn strong about this, about this hachana for Shabbos. Where's Yisrael? Are there, any, are there any left? Two left. Two left. The last two. You don't want to miss them. Well, we can get more if need be. But does, any, does everyone have at least a share one? More or less? If not, spread them away. This is the safer we've been learning with. How much is it? 50 shekel. But for now, just learn it for now. Have it in front of you. And we're starting today, Perek Bet. And we're going to learn today something that I know in certain houses has definitely been a cause of potential shalom bayis in Yanim. Potential shalom bayit in Yanim matters. I know this, um, not firsthand, meaning not, not in my house, although, with Hashem, there's always what to work on, but I mean that um, we're speaking about people have come up to me from here and said this is an Inyan, that we're not sure what to do. We know what the Halacha says, we know what the Gemara says, but we're not sure exactly how to relate to this. You know that, 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 that approach to Shabbos, in terms of setting up and preparing, how much is a person supposed to prepare? Like, in terms of like buying. How much does a person put out for Shabbos? Tremendous amount. More than whatever... Huh? We're going to see. Yeah, it's... it's it, yeah, we, something similar? You, you, you gotta go. You gotta go there. You gotta go far. Now, what's important, also, as I've mentioned before, this tzaddik we were learning from that um, I just I can't get enough of. I can't get enough of Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter. You asked me, Josh, last week, I think, who he is. This is a book that I've been reading now. It's called Book Mishpachat Shechter. It just came out. It's all about his family. This is him, the tzaddik we're learning from, Rabbi Yaakov Meir. He's still alive. He should have many long years, healthy years. He's in Yerushalayim. He's in his early 90s. This was his father, Reb David Shechter. Obviously, Shechter, if, you, if your name was Shechter, it's because you were good with knives back in the day. They were Shochtim, obviously. They were Shechting. This is the grandfather, Reb Gedalia Yaakov. But this today, is gonna, he's going to be referenced today. I want to find a better picture. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't realize I'm going through the Sefer. It's a whole Sefer about the family. Then I see my high school principal as a second cousin. He shows up in here from Ranana. Never would have, never would have thought it. Never, never would have imagined that. This is the tzaddik that's going to be referenced today. I want you to see his face because he's going to be spoken about quite a lot. Rabbi David Shechter. Okay, it's always good. By you, einecha rootet morecha. It's an inyan. The Pirkei Rebbe even told it here. It's a better picture of him actually. Here, here, here. Eretz Yisrael. And he helped many, many Jews with paper where he knew Hebrew and Arabic uh, fluently. So he helped many Jews with papers um, in order to escape and get their papers ready here in the in the country before it was you know before this before World War Two. He had a lot of uh, of of saving a lot of Jews. Hmm? I think he was already born here. I should know because I just read it where he was born. I think he was born here, but the, fa- the father, ob- his grandfather, obviously not. I think he was born here. Okay. Vaya, we're in Perek Bet. Vaya, but we're going to starting a new Perek today. Vaya, b'yom hashishi vehechinu 
This is a reference to the Pasuk that speaks about the man. So the, the subtopic here is Avodat Erev Shabbat Be'achanat Sarchei Shabbat Umalat Hamemaharim Lekabel Shabbat So this is the, what you're supposed to... When we say Avoda, it means like there's holy work to be done regarding preparing for Shabbos. And where does, what does this remind you of? Ma'alat hamemaharim lekabel Shabbat. It's Miro's Friday night. What do we say? Everyone has to go to a nigun to get I love it. No, it's beautiful. It's like, wait, wait. The nigun goes like this, or this goes like this. What's that? Yeah, in Kol Yeah, yeah. Kol. Must be the order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we all want to see your face. <laughs> just saying, it's important to look at There you go. <laughs> What's a yid? A yid, a real yid, is an anti anti three star Jew. Anti three star Jew. When is Shabbos over? Are you really asking me that question? What time is candlelighting? May, may it be now. That mindset. So this is, this is basically what he's going to be speaking about. He's all going to be... Jerry, I just showed the chevra. Because this is, this, this is Mishpacha Shechter. This is Rabbi Yaakov Meir's father who we're going to be learning about. Rabbi David Shechter, okay? So he says like this. Avi mori He would always repeat what's brought down in the Midrash. If a person is stingy, if someone is kometz, when it comes to Shabbos hotzaot, to what you have to put out for Shabbos, God says to him, God says to him, Shoyte, Lishotemin, Fu, Ata orech suda lefanai, Vata mekametz. It's so simple. He's like, You're making a suda before me. And you're, and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're being stingy. Now, the, th- the interesting thing about this midrash is that it puts the perspective of what Shabbos. It's a su'uda before Hashem. All week long, hopefully, we're a consciousness of God v'chulei. But the Shabbos su'uda is literally a su'uda before Hashem. V'atam ekametz. Ha'im, and now the midrash gets really fierce here. Ha'im encha domel lekain shechas al mamono ve'evi mincha la'ashem mizera pishtan He's saying, are you going through Kayan syndrome? What's Kayan syndrome? Hmm? It took from the worst as opposed to Hevel that took from where he knows. If this is a Mincha Hashem, it's interesting, this is the first Korban ever brought. First two Korbanot ever brought that we see in the Torah like this, right? And you're going to right away do, if you realize, what are you doing this for? What do you do? This is before Hashem. So when he's before Hashem, and kamtsanut. Now, why did I say before that this brings to potential shalom bias problems? Because you ever tell your wife, just go spend, get whatever, get whatever we need. And she said, but, but listen, you know, I don't know if we could afford, or vice versa, okay? Or vice versa. Now to pull the midrash card on your wife, don't do that, ever. That's not... How we roll. It, it never ends up good. That's not how it's going to work. In your heart, you go to where you have to go to. Know this Midrash is true. But never, ever pull a, pull a Rishon or an Achron 
to try to get your way with Shalom Bayis ever. That, that's a no-no. It's bichlal, bichlal. It's not the mahalach, it's not the inyan. But of course, that's the truth in your heart. But we always say when it comes to Shalom Bayis, meshan mepnei shalom. That it's much more holier to make sure there's shalom between a husband and wife as opposed to proving your point based on a vort. That is uh, immediate uh, being led to resentment. But this is a midrash. We know this. We hold by this. And he says that his father held by this all the time. Now, when we speak about people living in poverty today, as opposed to people living in poverty in Yerushalayim 80, 90 years ago, we have no idea. Part of this book about Mishpachat Shechter speaks about how the family split up into all these different places, Chedera, Afula. Why? Because there was barely mamash pat lechem in Yerushalayim in those days. Literally. And he's going to give an example here. Afpam lo ra'iti et I never saw my father worry about what's going to be tomorrow in the fridge. Specifically when it came to Shabbos expenses and inviting guests. How am I going to supply for them? Those are things he never worried about. Now just to give you the context, this is Reb David Shechter. He was so poor and so weak because he, didn't, he barely had any food that sometimes he walked the simtaot, the alleyways of Yerushalayim, holding on to the stones because he thought that if he didn't hold on, hold on to the stone, he would immediately faint. This is the kind of level of, of poverty these Yidin were living back then. But when it came to Shabbos expenses, there the heart was always wide open and... and inviting, and not serving Melech Cheshbon too much. I once heard someone, someone that had a taina on my father, was wondering, He's so dirt poor, but he receives gas like a king. And it's true. It was hard to understand how a person that really lived in such poverty that barely had a prusat lechem could treat certain mitzvahs as if there's no tomorrow. And, and everything in the world that's needed is right there for them immediately. Let's give an example for the aniyut that we're speaking about. Rav Yaakov Meir is saying about the house he grew up in. There were times where there was no bread and there wasn't even a tipa of shemen. A drop of oil. My mother sent me to go and get a piece of bread from a nearby neighbor. Then she sent me to the other neighbor and asked, do you have, maybe have a drop of oil that you could smear on this piece of bread? It's not 5,000 years ago. It's not 500 years ago. The truth is, it's not even 100 years ago. This was really... There are stories you can read about during the Matzor in Yerushalayim. What people were going through. Mom, there were We should never know. Through the streets of Yerushalayim, people were falling. Being buried immediately. So after I did this, I went to one neighbor for a piece of bread, one neighbor for a shmir of oil. I went to Shul. I always wondered, how did my mother just... 
like have a, a calm spirit throughout this. Next page. She would always, oh, ne- never, like what we learned last week in Ishbit, it's Tar Omet. Never anger, never tainas, how could this be? Ki'im bebitachon vehashket. With bitachon and quiet. Ve'kabalah ha'kol etovah ma'ashem itbarach v'sha'kol etovah. Literally accepting this. That this must be for the best, I don't understand it, must be for the best. Ve'hodata la'ashem itbarach al'chasadim v'al'chaim v'al'abriyut. But, all week long, what was the story? There was nothing. And, we just, and they said the family was Mechabal, somehow. This is just, there's Bitachon, and it's all going to be good. But when Shabbos came, suddenly, out of nowhere, either money showed up or whatever money was there, was, was used L'chovet Shabbos always, and he says, we saw wonders from this, upon wonders, upon wonders. So again, he's just trying to strengthen how his father lived by the Midrash that said, when it comes to Shabbos expenses, don't be cheap. Don't be a kamtsan. Okay? Anybody, anybody have any shilas on this so far? Doesn't, there's no... I have a few, but I'll, I'll leave it for you. No, no one has any shilas so far. I'm just wondering about kamtsanot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very sweet to talk about kamsanut regarding food. Um, money, yeah. Uh, money. And I'm sure we all struggle with that, but there's kamsanut of spirit, um, which I think a lot of us also experience, how we treat our wives and our children. For sure. So. Al tiyah kamsan. Yeah, kamsan. If you, if you, listen, it's true. If, when it comes to Shabbos expenses, you're not supposed to be stingy at all because you're doing a suda before the king. How on earth can you afford to be stingy with your spirit if the suda is before the king? Meaning, <coughs> you ever have those Friday nights where you're like, I'm sure Hashem just wants me to get through this and go to bed without screaming at anybody? <laughs> Actually, I meant to say, in Moe Katan, we just yeah. talked this past week, that the busier and more hectic your Shabbos table is, the more of a bracha it is. Literally, it's a bracha. <laughs> 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 yeah, define hectic though. Hectic, you know, in it, in it, whatever it is. Hopefully, smooth hectic. I mean, or not, whatever it is. When they said that your table should become confused, they meant that you should be blessed with many sons and daughters, so that there will be noise and confusion at your table. Amen. Oh, amen, amen. I want to share with you guys something. You just reminded me of something. My, one of my first Shabbatons I ever did in Israel was in a very bizarre place. You'll appreciate this because of family. It was in Kiryat. What's it called up there where your family is? Your uh, family? Uh, uh, Atta. Kiryat Atta. Anyone ever been to Kiryat Atta? Near Haifa? Yeah? Actually, Yossi's brother-in-law was the first bar mitzvah in the Piyasetz Neshtibel in Kiryat Atta, Shaul Flank. Piyasetz Neshtibel. Um, I don't know how they... Yeah, I know. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, so Bina and I, we were, we were newly married, and I was doing these things all the time before I was married. And I thought, yeah, you just keep on doing them once you're married. And, and you really don't. <laughs> and I learned that you have to be very clear, selective, and also 
make sure that everyone knows what to expect or what not to expect. We'll go to Kiryat Ata. Very interesting Shabbos. Full on davening, this and that, and whatever. It was very, it was very, it was very cool. It was very interesting. And um, there was a couple there that stayed late for everything that we did. The davening, they were the last ones in Shul. They didn't leave till everyone, a husband and wife. Oneg, they were the first ones there and the last ones there. Shabbos morning, davening, they were the first ones there. After davening, uh, I think I must have done a little tish, or, I don't know, like a, maybe a shmuz at Kiddush. So it was, it was mamash a, long, a while ago. But I remember this, that they were also the last ones that were setting up everything uh, and putting everything away. So I turned to my host, the Rav that brought me, brought us there, and I said, you know, are they like a dual gabai system of the shul? Oh, they said no. He said no. He said, this couple was never able to have children, and the silence in the house is, is deafening. So any opportunity that they have, talk about ruach, any opportunity that they have on Shabbos, to be involved with anything or anybody, they'll, they'll, they'll take advantage of any, sec, any second. I remember this cup in front of me. This image has never left me, <coughs> ever left me. So when you're talking about exactly what you said, you know, and, and Itamar is saying, Baruch Hashem, these are real Baruch Hashems. This is real wealth. And right now it should be a tefillah and a zgula for all those that Bezrat Hashem, I'm still waiting for children that you have healthy children and we should have healthy children and everything should be and every moment of frustration or of sound that kind of like ticks you the wrong way at a Shabbos table just remember remember that story I remember it remember that story very important very chashuv please Hashem don't bring us through that so Going back, this is again, going back to what he's saying over here, is that what I put into Shabbos never comes back reikam. Never, you know, other investments you put during the week, put in, put in a, some kind of stocks when it comes to diff, all different types of investments where you put your money in. Hopefully, you know, everything should be blessed, and especially here in Eretz Yisrael, everything should be blessed, be bracha and everything. But the bracha that comes from the, from the investment that you put into Shabbos, he says over here, always brings about wonders. The covet that you put for the Sa'uda of the king always brings back wonders. Big jump in Emunah, not so simple, but it's, it's the big leagues. Yeah. Um, you know, so Fenster brought this down earlier this week, right on this topic, because we had, uh, we had Netzach uh, <laughs> earlier this week, right. and he had a, he had a whole uh, shear on win-win. And uh, of course, he's always talking about how you, what you do with your wife. Um, but the bigger topic is like, so you do good for somebody else. If you do good, don't be stingy with your wife, because that's a lose lose. When you're, when when you give to your wife, that's a win win. She wins because she's happy, and then she brings the bracha back to you. And it's the same thing he's talking about here. The next section, the next. Oh, and it works perfectly because Shabbos is called the Malkasa. Shabbos is the queen, so you give it exactly. So you're giving to the queen. Okay, let's go weiter. Now, this is an interesting thing. Amrucha, I don't know why it's in parentheses here, because I, I think this is, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I may, maybe it's a typo, I don't know. 
Amru Chazal. So there's a famous Gemara in Shabbos, and I think it's also brought down in Kiddushin. Rabba Malach Shibuta. So I don't know if many of you ever saw this, this Gemara, that Rabba would prepare Shabbos, he would salt a Shibuta. What's a Shibuta? It's a certain type of fish. Okay? Itaba Midrash. So it's brought down in the Midrash in Eicha Rabba. Amar Rabbi Chanina Rabbi Yabau. Shiva meot mine dagim teorim. Ushmona meot mine chagavim teorim. Veofot leen mispar. Vekulan galu im Yisrael lebavel. Did you ever hear this, Midrash? This means, what does this mean? 700 different types of pure fish there are. 800 types of uh, chagav. chagav. Uh, pure, right? Ve'ofot le'en mispar. They all were exiled together with Am Yisrael to Bavel. Ha'kolet tovat Yisrael she'yum mitzuyim le'en b'Bavel. They went out to exile with the Yidin so the Yidin would have what, what they need out in exile. And remember, those of us that have been to Medjibush, Remember that one of the reasons the Baal Shem Tov decided to dwell in the town of Medjibush is because it was, it's Govel Benar Habug. It's because the Bug River. And he knew that he would always be able to have fish for Shabbos. He, it's, one of the, it's brought down all this farm. It's one of the reasons he accepted the position of leadership there because if he knew that that is taken care of, I'm like Chetzi Muchan for life, you know? I'm like, yeah. I just read a story of Mendel Vitebsk. He said that what he was... By the Balatanya, and he, he was in Russia. He would go go to fish. That's that's how they would get there on Friday. And he would say Shabbos, Shabbos, and the fish would come hmm. like like without fail. When he got to Tveria, he said it didn't work. He said he would say he had to really work a lot harder. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't go back. No, no. Uchshechazru, and when they came back from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, chazru imahem, and then when they came back to Eretz Yisrael. All this plenty when came back with them to Eretz Yisrael. Chutz midag echad, besides one fish. Sheshmo shibuta. This is the name of the fish. She'ein shidrato chazaka velo yayachol achzor. Had a weak spine, couldn't make, this, couldn't make the, the pilgrimage, right? This is all Gemara. It brings it down over here. Ve'ulay mipnezeh malach rabba shibuta lechovet Shabbos Kodesh. And maybe this is why... Rabbah would salt this fish, Lechovet Shabbos Kodesh, Mifnei Shezehu Dag Haba Me'eretz Yisrael, because it's a fish that comes from Eretz Yisrael. Could be. But again, what's the point over here? Chovet Shabbos, you take the most Mishubah. It's just basically a little thing over here, but... Legamre, Legamre. Now, yeah. And they're still not. And they're still not. Wow, wow. And they're salting Whoa, more. <laughs> Your energy, man. Look at this. <laughs> mamash, mamash, mamash. Okay. Bayamim akad, basmanim akad, akodmim, adain, another story about his father that it will explain to us something beautiful. I'm loving this because it's, it's going in and out of really this biography that I'm reading right now about this family. I'm seeing all these tires he says about his Abba that I'm reading as a, bi- as a biography about his father. בזמנים הקודמים עדיין לא הייתה בירושלים השגחה קפדנית מסודרת על המאכלים והמשקאות עבור הקהל וכל הקהל הרחב. Back then, we're talking about the 20s, 10s, 20s, 30s, השגחה תרועת ארץ ישראל was very שבח. המדקדקים, those that really kept things very stringently, היו נזהרים להסדיר את ענייני הקשות המאכלים 
בכוחות עצמם. They, would, they took kashras into their own hands. Works if you're a shochet, but it might be hard. Who did I just recently? Someone was telling me their uncle is a, is a, lives in somewhere where he doesn't trust Vashgacha, but he is a shochet, and he only eats his own shechita. Did someone here tell me that? Just last week someone told me. Midei Erev Shabbos, I had Toreach Avimori, but my father, every Erev Shabbos, what would he do? He would be laafrish trumotu maasrot miyuvulei asadeh, perot veyirakot sheichnis lebeito. Anything that entered his house, he didn't trust whatever was going on, you know, whatever he was told. He would go through mitzvot atluyot ba'aretz on his own. Ulefamim hitoreru tzlo chashashot upikpukim bedinei maasrot, and sometimes he had shailas. Am I doing it right? Or is this really, you know, what's the din over here? In those situations, back then, just so you should know, put things into context, back then there was a ge'ava, a holy pride to be a Jew. And most people, till a certain point, knew who the balabai was. He's not a, it's not anyone to think over here, he's like this, you know, whatever, I don't want to say the words. Uh, he'd say, I'd rather buy from them because their fruit are putter from, 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 from Chumas and Masras, whatever belonged to the, to the cousins. Next page. Hayu itim nosafim. Nosafot. Shayam mehader lirchosh et machalea shabbat dafka bashuka aravi shabair atika. And there were times where Idafka would go to the Arab Shuk to buy his food to be very medagdek on making sure that for many different reasons, one of them kashrus-wise, which I'll explain in a second. Vezot bevo'ol ilchosh dagim lechovet Shabbos. And he would come to purchase fish lechovet Shabbos. Kshebebrechat ha-dagim shelefanav shartzu minei tmeim letzad minei dagim teorim ba'alei snapir vekaskaset. In a, in a fish pond, there were tons of different fish. Those that were Tameh and those that were Tahor. And then he would say, then Rav Yaakov Meir Shachter's father would get up and say, Have you heard of this mitzvah before? So listen to this. One of his things that he loved the most was learning all the Sifrei HaMitzvot that existed. Meaning, we have different, we have a few Sfarim that count the Mitzvahs. Like what? No, Mishnah Torah, no. But the, in, the, yeah, in the beginning of the Mishnah Torah, the Ramam and Sefer HaMitzvot, Nachon. The Smag, the Smag, we have all these different, you know, uh, but he, this was his thing, he knew it, the Charedim, the Sefer Charedim. So it's a Pasuk. It's actually a pasuk, very good. He was reading this pasuk one day, and he said, this is my, this is my mitzvah. Lehavdil ben hatameh latahor. So he would go to places where he could actually visually do that mitzvah. Lehavdil ben hatameh latahor. This is what it means to live Yiddishkeit. You see a pasuk? It's like, when can I do this? Lehavdil ben hatameh latahor. We could, without getting too politically inclined right now, we could do this. <laughs> on many levels also. It's very, it's not, it used to be a very tough figuring things out. We could do these mitzvahs. This is what he would do when he would, when he would go to a fish pond. 
לאחר מכן, after he would say this, ניגש לבדוק בדקדקנות, דק טהור, he would go and check a pure fish, like really meticulously, והבדילו, and he separated it, מתוך שאר הדגים הטמאים. And he separated it from the other impure fish. Now, on the one hand, okay, he did a mitz, you know, Baruch Hashem, he had a kosher fish, but more, but more than that is that he was able to mekayim a pasuk with such, with such itlavut, with such enthusiasm. Ubechedva yetera, ve'achar kavod, haya notel tadak ha'kasher, u'mevashlo l'chovid Shabbos. And they would take that, he would put so much energy into that, l'chovid Shabbos, he would do this mitzvah. We go and buy gefilte fish, or whatever the equivalent is, right? But I think that even by us, when we go and we get that chunk of salmon, or whatever that is, whatever it is, should be mamash, and it's, it's I know it may look weird, and mamash, hareni konet adag azel lichvot Shabbat Kodesh. I have a friend, I saw him this week, um, some of you know him, Elion, Elion Shemesh. Remember Elion? Yanka, listen, you remember him. So he, when he was living in the Shukamach Yehuda, he was, those days he heard about, you know, Chatzkla, Lachovet Shabbos, those stories, and he would walk, everyone knew, he would walk up and down the Shuk. Lachovet Shabbos Kodesh. And everyone would give them, like, all the Sephardah Shechever would give him, like, the best fish. And the best chicken, whatever, whatever was left, they'd give him the most meshubach. This, the book, the Charedim, he, would, he was very devout to it, because what does that book do? The Sefer Charedim, it's a, one, it's a very important Sefer, we have it at home. It takes every one of the Tariyag Mitzvahs and it really does a beer on it, similar to Sefer HaChinuch in its own way. Sefer Zeh, Ner Haya Liragle Avi. This book was a candle to the feet of my father. Ubechol Tzad Veshaal Haya Ragil Leharher Ezo Mitzvah Omedet Lefanav. The way he lived his life was that every step he took, he said, what mitzvah is available to me right now? What mitzvah am I like approaching right now? What, what mitzvah can I do right now? Actually, basically, what he did was consciousness, awareness, and mindfulness. That's what he plugged into every mitzvah that he did. וכך גם בבואו לקנות דגים, הידר בדרכו לקיים מצוות עשה, דאבדל אסמינים טהורנים, שמנו מונע מצוות במניין רמח מצוות העשה. And also this is exactly how he approached the privilege of doing, להבדיל, בין הטמא לטהור. That was him. What I want to ask is, where is us? We're not going today, unless one of you is. We're not going to fish ponds today to figure out, you are? Now maybe. Are you gonna have deal? Are you gonna take check out to see which is which is tameh, which is tahor, which you could do the chovet shavas? I'm gonna just gonna ask the question again. Scales all over though. Some of them have. They fall off only a piece of time, right? 
are you going to go to your pond today? No, 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 you can't dish out like that and like not expect anything bad. No, are you going to, hold on a second, are you going to go to your pond? We learn... We learn in order to do, not to know, not just to gain knowledge. I'm only raising the kosher. Uh, what's that? I'm only raising kosher. No, so it's, I'm, I'm sure. What I'm saying is, are you going to take any of it L'chovet Shabbos? Okay. So I'm saying we have the opportunities. This is what he's saying over here. We have the opportunities all the time in our life. To, to say, I'm, I'm inviting, I'm inviting myself to actually acknowledge what I'm doing. And that's a very important thing when it comes to all mitzvot, but specifically, Lichvot Shabbat Kodesh, that there's so much we can do in Lichvot Shabbat Kodesh that has nothing to do with how I am on Shabbos. That's what we discussed three weeks ago, the difference between Kavod Shabbat and Onek Shabbat. Onek Shabbat is just on Shabbos. Kavod Shabbat. Lichvod Shabbat is every day of the week, specifically a day like Friday. So even today, it could be a, a 10-minute, a 20-minute catnap. I don't know if any of you could afford to do that. But whatever it is, if the consciousness is lichvod, not just going to the mikvah, but even going to the mikvah, everything that we're doing, everything that we're doing, we see how there is such dikdukim, lichvod Shabbat Kodesh. Now I want to say one more thing about kamtsanut. Okay? Some people can say, I'm going to be very uh, um, stingy with my koach on Friday so that I have more koach on Friday night. If that causes Shalom Bayes problems, no one's, no one's winning. It really, back to Gedalia. That, it, cannot, it can't be that either. It's got to be a win-win on all, on all fronts. But even whatever I'm doing today to prepare myself for Shabbos, it could be the dafka, the more energy that I put into preparing for Shabbos, you have to trust that you'll have more energy in davening Friday night. Other times, we have to rest to get ready for something. The Nachon. It seems to me that the kamtsanut of spirit is not just on Friday night. If it's lichvod Shabbos, then the kamtsanut on my spirit has to be attended to. I have to figure that out also on Friday afternoon. And especially now that the Friday afternoons are much later, and there's more time to like get tired or whatever, or everything should be mamash, with the thought that I'm about to prepare a su'uda for the king. How am I going to show up? And to do all this besimcha, and to take certain diktukim, to take on certain things maybe we didn't do until now, just up here in our mind and saying, this I'm going to be doing l'chovet Shabbos with a bit more energy this Friday afternoon. And this will lead us to a place that when it comes to money, it'll be a much more easier place to kind of like not be stingy with, because it'll already be my whole life is not being stingy with anything that has to do with Shabbos. But I do give us all a bracha. That everything, everything, everything that we give in Lechovet Shabbos, our children should smell it, feel it, be, be part of it. And that they should see that if we're not stingy with our spirit Lechovet Shabbos, they, they shouldn't be either. They should be proud about Shabbos. And I'm telling you guys, it's, we're, we're, we're really, Baruch Hashem, getting closer and closer and closer to Yom Shekulo Shabbat. We all know it. We all know it. It's, there's no other way. We have to know in our heart of hearts that every ounce of energy that we're putting into consciousness and awareness of Torah and mitzvahs is the greatest investment we could ever do our whole life. There's no greater investment. There's nothing. There's no greater investment we could do for the future. Yeah. I just want to give it an eight to... 
we're men, and uh, we have a family to run, and uh, we all have the same problems, more or less, and all the same problems all repeat themselves basically every day or every week. So what's our responsibility? Our responsibility basically is to have a meeting. Either the meeting's gonna be with our wives, or our meeting's gonna be with our children, whoever. But there has to be a meeting once a week, once every two weeks, once every six weeks, whatever it is, it's like, these are the issues at hand regarding Shabbos, regarding Pesach, regarding whatever, okay? We need to somehow resolve it together. And um, when we do that on a periodic basis, you know, so we create a clea, not only to resolve the issue, but we're also teaching our children, ah, if there's an issue that I have, I can bring it to this forum called the family meeting and, and work it out together. Yeah. Each family in its own way. Each family in its own way, however it works for each family, to raise it and to attend it and to lead with, with mamash, with gava and bishot. All right, Yishakach. Ah, and talk about mindfulness and awareness. I want you all to realize that the person we have coming this Shabbos to be the scholar in residence, this is top-notch stuff. I know him for many years, Rabbi Label Wolf from Melbourne, Australia. We're talking top-notch in terms of really uh, uh, integrating all the things we speak about, and also it all comes in the form of an Australian accent, which, which, always, which always just comes more, right, more smoother. So, Baruch Hashem, Ashreinu Shezacheinu. Was that? Yeah. Whoa.